It's episode 32 of Soccer Cards United, the number one soccer card podcast in the world, uh, according to the people who make it. One second, let me just change my internet connection. (laughs) Okay. It's episode 32 of Soccer Cards United, the best soccer card podcast in the world, according to the people who make it. My name is Jason. I'm one of the hosts. Um, The other host called Enzo. You may have heard me address him about the internet connection. If I leave that in, I am not sure whether or not I will. Uh, Hi, Enzo. Hey, Jason. Uh, Long day at work over there? Yeah, it's been a long week and it's fucking Wednesday. Yeah, recording this on Wednesday, but second consecutive night of Champions League action. Did you catch any Champions League yesterday? Yes, I did. I got to catch. I watched, Oh, I was so happy. I got to watch the Dortmund-Sevilla game. And then mm-hmm. I was so happy that the Juventus game went to extra time because that was an absolute cracking game. Yeah, I suppose um, we can talk about both. I want to talk about both of those. And then we have some other football news. Just tell you what's coming up on the show. We're going to talk about uh, who won the Barcelona presidential elections. We're going to talk about the German national team. We're going to talk about Manchester United appointing their first ever director of football and technical director. But first, let's do the Champions League. Oh, we're also going to do some stuff about uh, soccer cards. How are you going um, to Jason, first of all? Huh? Before you hop into the football, how are you? I'm, I'm good, you know, I'm, I'm getting by. Busy uh, week as well or more chill? busy you know one of those weeks where i should be busy but i'm not that busy mm. i have an awful lot to do but there's not a lot of it getting done oh i get you mm. I, so. I, I i've actually got to a point in work where i've politely told some of the seniors to fuck off okay because there's been too much too many people have like i'd get like you're being overloaded people, overloaded spread too thin and i've just started people like oh Enzo, you wouldn't be able to and i'm like no i wouldn't be able to do that actually yeah you're right you don't have it, to ask me in that kind of passive-aggressive way. You can. Yeah. You're right. I wouldn't be able to. So that's good. Politely. So that's fun. But yeah. busy. Sorry, you're busy. You're busy. You're we're getting all you busy people. Busy people. I don't like it. Not for me. Um, and then of course we're working on all the soccer cards United stuff. Yeah. In the background. That don't stop. That don't stop. That don't stop. Uh, so I, I, oh, a very important uh, personal milestone for me off the back of um, this podcast, I hit 500 Twitter followers. Ooh. And then, yeah, and then another, like, one day later, I was back down in the 490s. I love uh, that. So I think some people joined, and then they were like, nah. This isn't uh, it. Nah, this isn't it. This guy's hot takes are too hot for me. Yeah, I, I've got to a point where I just use the fucking, the show's Twitter account, and I rarely ever, because some people I do see follow my, my personal then, and that's going mm. up. I think I hit 200 recently as well, so I don't really... But yeah, I don't really tweet on that one as much. I, anytime I'm on that, I'm just retweeting Soccer Cards United. Yeah, and you generally, you just use the show one, like, in the first person. You just say, oh, yeah. so it's, you don't need... Um, that's good. So anyway, you can follow me <laughs> on Twitter if you want to, to make me feel uh, better about um, not being at 500. Uh, so, let's start with Dortmund and Sevilla. Yes. Uh incredible game um very very good ch- proper champions league football proper people care about this it matters uh which i i think has been missing a lot uh from a lot of games this season just because there's no fans in the stadiums and the players are all exhausted and all that stuff like i think the two games yesterday in the champions league and hopefully we get more of it tonight with um the other games two games yesterday for me were the Maybe the best games I've seen of football this season. Like they, they felt the most like real football games. Would you agree? Yeah, with that? I think I think since COVID hit, they're probably the most competitive games I've seen. Yeah, for sure. In terms of people actually giving a fuck. 
Yeah, because um, that's kind of it's just hard, I suppose, when the players are exhausted and they're trying to look after themselves and not get injured and all that stuff. Um, and there's no fans. It's it's crazy. Anyway, so um, let's talk about it. Dortmund went through. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was five four on aggregate, which is crazy. It was finished two all last night. Goals Classic by Erling goal. Haaland. Uh, one goal from open play and then a penalty. Obviously, he's amazing. Crazy uh, penalty uh, situation after like scenes. Yeah, but let's talk about so for the penalty. He thinks he scored a goal. Then VAR says, no, you haven't scored a goal because it was a foul in the build-up. However, earlier on in that same passage of play, there was a penalty for Dortmund. So no goal, but we're going for the penalty. And then they take the penalty. And Bono, the keeper, saves it. And then uh, they play on. Then VAR says, hang on a second. He was off his line. You can't step off, can't step off your line. Um, so they retake it. And then Haaland scores. Bit of afters. Um and it was people were saying VAR's ruined the game. I personally, I was like, this is so fun. What's at the chaos here? I loved it. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was crazy. Um, I think there's a there's people get a bit up on their high horse and they can't they they get so uh, upset about like saying that's wrong or this is wrong that they can't actually enjoy some good old fashioned football in chaos. I love when there's a sporting event that's just way too chaotic. You know, the drama. There's drama to it. Exactly. It's a bit, it's a bit of excitement. Like, there's nothing going on in our lives right now. <laughs> no, the games, Jason, were absolute crackers. I can't, I can't, I can't wait to watch tonight's games. Like, tonight's games, the ties are a little bit more dead. Not yeah, fully. Bar- you know, Barcelona attempting a second remontada. I, I honestly think Mbappe's going to rip them up again. And I think it's going to so? be, everyone's going to be like, oh my God, Mbappe's amazing. He, he, he managed to run by Busquets and PK. Oh, amazing. Mm. Yeah, but we yeah, can no, talk about Barcelona, Barcelona in a few minutes because... Barca only play one way and they're chasing the game and that's just such a dangerous position to be in when Mbappe's on the, on the other team. Yeah, for sure. So let, let's see about that. A um, couple of standout performances. Obviously, Erling Haaland uh, choose, or becomes the fastest player ever, to, or the youngest player, or youngest and fastest, I think. Yeah. Um, to hit uh, 20 Champions League goals. He's hit 20 Champions League goals in his first 14 appearances in the competition. I think the previous record... Uh, was 24 appearances and that was Harry Kane Oof. and yeah and he also he's 20 years of age as well crazy absolutely mental uh, the man is a machine uh, Dortmund's counter-attacking strategy was leave Haaland up there and he'll bully the entire Sevilla defence um, and he did several times yeah I think it's, I always I don't know I think sometimes in the hobby people get like almost bothered by the players that are clearly the players if you know what I mean right, the Mbappes okay. the Haalands like everyone always wants to go off the beaten trail and find the hidden gem yeah but like Haaland's doing what he's doing 20 years of age you still hear people trying to hype up Jack Grealish at 25 Jack mm-hmm. Grealish great player nothing wrong with being a great player but are you dumping money into Jack Grealish cards when you have a 20 year old that's lighting shit up the way he is now I don't get it yeah I suppose people may may say that like Haaland when everybody you know, the time to buy Haaland is not when everybody is buying Haaland that's what that's what someone would mm. say they would say the time to buy other stuff is when people are looking away. Uh, but yeah, Haaland is clearly a very good, very very good player, very very good goal scorer. Um, we'll see how he how he ends up in terms of winning stuff. He'll have to leave Dortmund uh, to do that. Uh, so I think the ghost of 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 Johan Cruyff could be could be coaching uh, Dortmund. It wouldn't make much of a difference. I think they're. Um, I don't really have that much time for Dortmund recently, but anyway. Uh, Haaland's fantastic he's amazing I also want to point out Enzo 
who had a brilliant game was Jude Bellingham, 17 years old. Yeah. Comes from Birmingham City, steps up, and he looked like an absolute Rolls Royce of a midfielder out there. Could be time to put up the summer signings, Jason, that we pulled on on the live stream. The blue. It could be, but I just I was very impressed by Bellingham, especially because he, his tackling was good, his aggression was good. He had he had confidence. He was handling himself. At one point, he absolutely rattled Marcus Acuna, uh, who's a very funny. experienced fullback. It was very funny, and um, I don't know. I just thought like because obviously we made our England eleven there and it was ridiculous because we had a, a defensive we didn't put in Declan Rice or Jordan Henderson we defensive or a midfield partnership of Joe Bellingham and Mason Mount I think it was was it yeah and Joe yeah. the more I see them two play <laughs> yeah and I, I was like oh maybe Bellingham everyone was like that's stupid and we're like oh yeah no Bellingham definitely couldn't hold down the midfield on his own and I know he had Moda Hood and Thomas Delaney there with him but like maybe he could I don't know he's really good <laughs> I really like to see him play he's fantastic I think his his time will come I think um He's 17, he's a midfielder. I think uh, English as well. The hype is going to stay with him, I think. Yeah, get in someone's coming in for him at some point. Yeah, 100%. Um, and speaking of Erling Haaland as well, uh, there is talk that uh, Bayern are now uh, interested in Erling Haaland, which is how yeah. we know that he's good. That's that's the official mm. stamp. If you're a German player, as you say, Enzo, and Bayern aren't interested in you, no you're not. You know, so good. we've officially got it. You know, Rummenigge and the rest of them, Yeah, they, they have decided... Oh no, he's very good. He's very good. He gets the Bayern stamp approval. So we'll see what happens. Uh, with I don't think he'll part- ever. I don't think he'll go to Bayern. I think that he hates Bayern because he is like such a competitor kind of. Like I don't know. Like I think it's different to Lewandowski back in the day. I think I think Haaland will not be convinced to play for Bayern. I think he's done with Germany. Maybe so. Maybe that that is true. Um, where do you think he might end up? I think he'll go to the Premier League. Do you? I do. Wait, I think, yeah, Premier because Premier League is the perfect place to go, and then still go. So, like, you don't go to Spain; you go to the Premier League, then you go to Spain. And like, I'm right. thinking of Riola as a manager. For me, it makes sense for like Bayern is not somewhere you go and then move away straight away. So Riola won't be having that. Um, I think the Premier League, most likely, I'd say Premier League and then Real Madrid. That's my kind of take. I think he's gonna have one of those careers. Right. Okay. But it's Very interesting. hard to say. Yeah, it is hard to say, and um. At this stage, there's not many clubs that can afford him. Um, because, and he has uh, the clause, does he not? Oh, what is it? Ne- yeah, next summer there's a, a 70 million clause kicks in. Yeah, something like that. Something cheap enough, though. Well, there you go. Um, so we wish, him, we wish him the best of luck. Uh, and then let's talk about the other game really quick. Uh, well, it have to be quick I'll say this. Can I say this? Yeah. Go ahead. If Dortmund aren't getting Champions League football, there's no way he doesn't get his ass out of there now because I don't think he would want to spend... 12 months of his career not increasing his Champions League record you know okay alright there's no yeah. way there's no way he's playing in the Europa League or out of Europe next year there's no way so you think if Dortmund don't get the don't get Champions League football Haaland will force a move yeah and it'll be obviously to a Champions League team so you gotta get Champions League football this year and Dortmund have to also try to get it but yeah I don't, I don't think I think there, there could even be a clause in this contract but honestly if you're hitting the numbers he's hitting in the Champions League, you you wanna max, you know, you wanna break records. Like he definitely is about that life. Okay, fair enough. Um, then in Turin, uh, Juventus played host to Porto, and Porto were two one up from the first leg, and it finished four all in aggregate. It was an incredible game. Sergio Oliveira uh, scored after a kind of kamikaze tackle uh, by Demiral there in the in the Juventus box. 
Sergio Alvarez scored a penalty. Then Federico Chiesa uh, scored to make it one all. Then he scored to make it two one. Uh, he was assisted in the second goal by Juan Cuadrado, Cuadrado, who was excellent. I saw uh, a lot of the second half of that game, and uh, Cuadrado was, was really good. Um, Sevilla actually could have done with him because Jesus Navas was not crossing the ball last night for Sevilla with the same quality. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you said to me, here's Jesus Navas and Juan Cuadrado, which would you ra- which would you rather have in your team? Usually I'd say Navas, but not last night. Uh, so then it was um, taken to 3-all uh, on aggregate, goes to extra time. Sergio Oliveira... Scores a free kick by hitting it under and through the wall. The Juventus wall was a huge embarrassment. Cristiano Ronaldo yeah. uh, turned his back and uh, made himself as small as possible so that the ball would not hit him. Uh, the rest of his teammates were not much better. Uh, nobody lay down behind the wall because we wouldn't want those Juventus faces getting getting smacked around a little bit. No, but also like it was so far out to go under the wall that was mental. But I also but, thought, it but they all dived out of the way as well. To, yeah. So, um, Ronaldo dived out of the way. I have to say that a few times. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have to just keep saying that's good, really good fun to say. And uh, then Rabio went straight up the other end and scored, make it 3 2. Um, but Porto went through on away goals. It was a phenomenal uh, night for Porto because they, they played everything from the 50 odd minutes uh, with 10 men. Pepe, 38 year old Pepe, Porto captain, was amazing on the night. Uh, yeah. What do you think of this one? Incredible game. Just I only, caught, the, I only oh. caught extra time. I only caught extra time, but my God, it was phenomenal. Yeah, I, I, I have to say, I, I turned it on about 75 minutes. I switched from the Dortmund game over to uh, to this one. And just, I was so impressed with Porto. Like, the mentality, you could see, like, the, you, they were dragging themselves around the pitch <laughs> uh, after, after, like, the 75th minute. They were just absolutely exhausted. Um, but they kept pushing, kept pushing for chances, uh, defending stoutly. Pepe completely marshaling the whole defense. Um, I thought, it, I thought it was great, and I especially loved it because um, Andrea Agnelli, the Juventus uh, chairman, mm. has been banging on recently about the European Super League and about what fans want and about who'd be in and who'd be out, and the Champions League is in fit for purpose and all that stuff. Um, and I just loved that. They got knocked out this year by Porto. They got knocked out last year by Leon. They got knocked out the year before by Ajax, and none of those teams would be included in uh, Mr. Agnelli's uh, planned Super League. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't like no, uh, what he was what he was saying. So listen, I'll say this, Jason: Juve Merta, fuck them. Mm-hmm. But God bless Federico Chiesa because I have sold so many of. I I was sitting on a fucking ton. Of his rated rookie, um, I think maybe twenty of the red press proof versions as well. Yeah, and I I have two left. Okay, so tell us about your what? When did you buy these cases, and how many of them did you buy originally? I got these back in the day, back in these, the golden days. Yeah, these are got. I mean, I'm, I have my eBay here, Jason. I'm going to my purchases. Right. Let me find my Chiesa spree and when it happened. This is an early buy. While you're while you're doing yeah. that, I just want to say that I did have June. a stat last June. Yeah. Okay. I did just want to have, I want to just say one stat from the lat from the Dortmund game. Uh, I meant to say talking about Jude Bellingham. This is according to Opta. Uh, Jude Bellingham is the third youngest player in Champions League history to appear in eight Champions League matches. Uh, after Yuri Tielemans in 2014 for Anderlecht and Bojan in 2008 for Barca. So he's a real rookie. 
There you go. Anyway, sorry, you bought Chiesa in June. Second, second of June last year. Wow, um, early. And having, early. Yeah, I, I don't, or maybe I had 30, 30 red press proofs. I think I ended up having, and I had, um, I think I had twenty of the Donro space. Mm-hmm. I had two optics, which I just sold today, um, and I had one of one hundred die cut that I actually sold a month or two ago when he moved to Juventus, or All whenever right. he, you know, whenever he moved to Juventus. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I pretty much, I bought them in the hopes that he'd get a move, which I knew was going to happen. He was going to leave Fiorentina eventually. Yes. Um, I, I kind of trusted the brand, the rated rookie uh, brand. You know, I was seeing at this time. Yeah, it helps the, um, if, if, if rookie is printed on the card. Oh, big time. But I was thinking, you know, the likes of um, like Sancho from that same set and um, Kai Havertz at the time, like a few yeah. months back, like months, months back, were really selling for 50s, 60s, stuff like that. And like these, I was picking them up for three euro each, and I was like, "He's a forward player. He just needs a bit of hype." And people, they have to go up. That was that was my thinking behind that kind of process. He moved to Juventus on I think deadline day, and it didn't get too much attention, maybe because it was so late. There wasn't really a drawn out saga. It just kind of happened. I don't know. It was very. Did you did you kind of did you think he might move to Milan? Yeah, I thought he was going to go to Milan. And then you um, swept in, and they were like, "Nope." Yeah, and he was in his Italian kit. I just liked it. I just there was a lot about it that I really liked. Um, oh, he's in it. Yeah. He's in it. Italian kit on the card. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, nice, nice, nice. So, yeah, I was like, "Fuck!" You moved to Juventus, and I sold one or two or whatever, and it wasn't. I was like, "This is not what I." And I was like, "Shit," because these are cards that I've essentially held for a year. Yeah. Um, uh, June again, kind of yeah. And then he scores last night the two goals. And, like, and, he, and he's been on night. a very, very good run. Yeah, yeah, he scored three goals in the tie, and he's been on a very. He's arguably been Juve's best player this season. Yeah, and like, it was difficult as well because I think with Bernardeschi, who had been there prior, who had like made the same move from Fiorentina over, and then yeah, so there was doubts about Chiesa who was going to be the same as that, and then Kulusevski was signed, and he was playing so well, so like, there was a lot that kind of threw it off. Yeah. And Ronaldo's always going to be the star of the team. But Kenny was playing fantastic, so tension wasn't really on him. Um. But yeah, the, the last, the tie, the first leg, he scored a mm-hmm. goal, I started selling some. And then last night, it was just the floodgates open. You know, he got the two goals. Yeah, I was shocked that Juve being knocked out, I thought that was going to just stop the purchasing. But I sold, I think, 20, 20 of them, I think, overnight um, to a lot of different people. Something like one guy bought four or five, I think, but mostly mm. it was different buyers, which means multiple packages for me to ship out when I get home. But yeah, it was just, it was great to see. I like, I was selling them off for about 12 euro each. Yeah, um, which is fair, which is a fair price from you in fairness. You didn't try and scalp anybody. Oh, no, I just wanted to move them. You know, we went to the this. I, I, <laughs> like, I don't want to own these anymore. I don't want to own them. I had them long <laughs> enough. But, like, it was still you know, out of nowhere. It was, like, two or 300 quid that has just hit my bank. And I'm just like, damn. Very nice. Like, you forget sometimes that it doesn't have to be one week later, two weeks later, two months later. Like, it can be a year. Certainly. I know it's really hard to get your head around certain investments that you could actually really just make and sit on. Because I think... We're always very eager to just get it moved and move up. Yeah, I think well, Chiesa is an interesting case. I think I think you've done the right thing there. If you, if somebody had submitted this and uh, as like a rate my purchase or a rate mm. my sale, uh, I would say you've done very well, obviously, to sell him now. Because if you think about it, he's at Juventus. Where does he go from here? Um, nowhere. Nowhere, really. Because Italians rarely leave the Italian league. Yeah. So... Well, he's at Juventus. He might move within Italy. He might, of course, he could go to anywhere. He could go to England. He could go to Spain. He could go to Germany. Could go to France. I don't think that he will. Mm. Um, and if he did, I don't think he would do particularly well. Uh, so I think you've done very well there because, yeah. Yeah, I think I think the big shout could be like 
like people that bought him probably bought him waiting for the Euros, hoping he'd have a big Euros. For sure, yeah, because we we, we, we all do think that Italy are going to have a big Euros. Yeah, but I just don't know. I don't. I hope he that we keep playing. Like I, I wouldn't be bitter at all if I seen his prices go up to fifty, sixty. Like I, I genuinely wouldn't. I'd be very. It'd be interesting. I'd love to see what he'd have to do to hit those kind of numbers. Yeah. But yeah, I was very happy to to leave. I think it was definitely one of his peaks. Definitely like two goals, two big goals in Champions League. He's been knocked out of the Champions League, so there's no more European football this year. Mm-hmm. People, people aren't going to be watching Juventus and Serie A week in week out, and he's and even if struggle. they were, they're not very good. Yeah, he's going to struggle as well because a lot of teams will sit back and he's a winger. So I was fucking like, I'm, I have two left, and I'm probably going to sell them today. I would imagine, and yeah. so I'm very, very happy. Yeah, I, I, I was impressed with him. I thought he thought he played very well, and he's a good finisher as well. Um, and compared to Ronaldo, who had a very bad game. Uh, yeah. You know, Chiesa and and Quadrado were really the. And in fairness, Rabiot and Artur played well as well. As well, um, but Morata, uh, I tweeted last night that if there was a uh, Ballon d'Or offside, Morata would win it. He's the world's best offside player. <laughs> um, and Ronaldo was kind of just ghosting through the game. Uh, they brought him there what three years ago now to try and win the Champions League. They've been knocked out uh, each time by what they what they would consider to be a lesser team, um, yeah. and. I, I, I can't see Ronaldo staying there for much longer because he takes so much of the wage bill. Yeah, I don't think can't, he's happy there either. It can't be worth it. Like, he went there at a time when it looked like they could get to a Champions League final again. They'd been there recently. Um, yeah. And he would take them to the next level, but their team is completely deflated and depleted in midfield. And, and they, they, the are, they, they are, I think, from watching them, they are better without Ronaldo because... 100%. They have dynamic forwards. Yeah, and Pirlo has a certain way. He's inexperienced for sure, but he has a certain way he wants to play, and it's mm-hmm. kind of expansive and intricate and involves not holding onto the ball, um, which yeah. is what Ronaldo does. I mean, he just kept slowing up. The same thing when Sarri was there. Like, Ronaldo doesn't fit into the system. The system fits around Ronaldo, but Italy is producing so many good technical players now and so many good tactical coaches that it's like, do we need him? No, good as he is. No. Good as he is, we don't need him. Like, uh, so that's why I would. That's what I would think if I was at Juventus. So that that's good. Um, congratulations to Porto. Fantastic uh, mm. uh, win. For I fancy them. them when when the tie was drawn. I fancy them to get get through that tie. Oh really? Juventus yeah. Are shambles. Yeah, yeah. I genuinely thought they'd get through. There is um, the manager of Porto, by the way. Uh, speaking of talented young coaches, is Sergio Conceição. I find Portuguese names hard to say, but anyway. Um, and I would say he will definitely move on from Porto to bigger and better things um, because he's a very, very good uh, coach. Portugal, again, produces so many good footballing people. It's it's crazy. Mm. Um, love to see it. Love to see it. So, right, that's the Champions League as we saw it. Um, let me see what else I had in my notes here to talk about. Um, yes, tonight... Enzo, as we're recording this, we don't know the result of the Barcelona game, but Barcelona are going to come, try and come back against PSG. Um, mm-hmm. And on Sunday, there was a Barcelona presidential election, um, and it was won by the Catalan uh, lawyer and politician and former Barcelona president already, uh, Joan Laporta. Uh, he won, let me see, he won in a landslide. Uh, he received 54% of the vote ahead of Victor Vant and Tony Freixa. Um, and it's a big deal for Barcelona. He is uh, the fella who brought Pep Guardiola through to be first team manager in his first spell. He brought Johan Cruyff back into the fold. Um, he brought through that whole period of success with uh, Iniesta and Xavi and uh, the UNICEF uh, crests and all that stuff, you know. 
um, Puyol, like this all all this stuff. Frank Reichard, Pep Guardiola, um, and it seems like Barcelona fans they want more of that now. They're like, no, let's just go back to what we know. He's by the way, he's incredibly charming. He's incredibly charming, uh, charming man. Um, mm-hmm. So he's now looking at bringing back um, Jordi Cruyff to the club. Jordi Cruyff, of course, being Johan Cruyff's uh, son as director of football and he wants to bring Xavi back as manager and I thought it's all a bit pie in the sky you know this that he wants Messi to stay and all that but the interesting thing about it was um, Barca had a great win against Osasuna at the weekend and the second goal was scored by a young player by the name of Eilaksh uh, or Eilaksh uh, Mariba and I was just looking at it right and he became I want to say Barcelona's fifth ever youngest scorer or in La Liga and I was mm-hmm. looking at it and I was like this Barcelona team we've been saying for ages that their core is rotten at this stage if you include Messi uh, uh, Jordi Alba Busquets PK, PK. Like, these are all past it so I made a quick list of who's, bring, who's coming through and listen to this right Pedri Frankie de Jong Usman Dembele Serginho Dest Ansu Fati Araujo and uh, Mingueza at the back Junior Firpo at left back, uh, Emerson who's who's on loan with Betis having a great season at right back, Ricky Puj, Francisco Trincao, and now Elash Mariba as well. And then I was like, as an Atletico Madrid fan, I was like, oh shit, Barca have an unbelievable squad for the next ten years. Mm. They're they're building, they're bringing through another generation of youth. Yeah, because it's been like it feels like it's been ages and ages and ages until they've actually since they've had like a proper young generation of players, like you know. Yeah. Um, so I think if I was a Barcelona fan and Joanne Laporta just been the stars are aligning appointed president yeah and this generation is coming through and I, I would actually be saying because he keeps talking about I'm going to make Messi stay Messi wants to stay Messi brought his son to, to vote in the election I think it's the first time Messi's voted in the election and uh, if I was him I'd be like Messi go like mm, I got this I got this just go away and stop making us pay you so much and do you know? Mm. Because now you've had even a situation where how he's, how Laporta succeeded in his last tenure was bringing through the young players, trusting in youth, with Pep Guardiola, trusting in experience and trusting kind of the kind of Cruyff Barcelona way. And that's not compatible with we must hang on to this fella in his 30s at all costs. Like, But it's not even that. It's like Messi wants to win shit now and you're trying to build for the next five years. You know? Yeah. So just don't make the, him. The, don't make him hang around while you rebuild. Yeah, you got to you got to split ways. Yeah, so we're firm advocates of Messi out. <laughs> 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 Plus, I'd, I'd love to see him play somewhere else. It'd be really cool. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be great. And he still has like I think Ronaldo. It's it's almost hard to watch him sometimes. Like last night, he was like if he didn't if he doesn't have the ball in the box. He's not really doing that. Yeah. You know, he's not dangerous, sure. not hard to mark, you know. Whereas yeah. Messi in the right squad would still show us those those amazing moments. Yeah, and he, I mean, Messi has been brilliant over the last... I think he was player of the month, February, and I think he has, he's top of the goals and assists in La Liga this season. He looks well yeah. up for it. And he seems to... It's very cute, actually. He seems to love the young players. Like, he loves... Um, I mean, he still, obviously, has the whole link-up with Jordi Alba and all there. I think he assisted him at the weekend. But... He seems to love playing with Pedri and Ansu when he's playing, and and this fella Elax as well. He's so happy with them. So maybe Messi's just thinking, you know, maybe I'll just, Stick I'll just around. kind of mentor these fellas, mm. and then you know happily watch them 
from the stands when I retire. That's a, that's a very romantic vision. I'd like him to go to Manchester <laughs> City and win the league by 103 points or something. With the, with the, with the oil money. With the oil money. Yeah, get that oil money, Messi. With Haaland up front. With oh, come on, stop. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. A little bit about Barcelona. Um, I feel like it's been ages and ages and ages since we talked about Manchester United. We went through a couple of months there. We couldn't get them off the show. Oof. Listen, they, they beat City. Is that what you're talking about? No, I actually had forgotten they beat City because I'm much more interested <laughs> in uh, in bureaucracy. That's where that's why I like football paperwork. Uh, they beat City. Tell me about that. I, I forget that. I don't think. Uh, I, can I see it? Luke I Shaw became the best left back since Roberto Carlos. <laughs> as soon as Alex Telles got his um, got his contract signed. Yeah, not good um, stuff. Bad uh, vibes. Bad vibes. I can't vibes remember who scored for... first. Why am I? Was it a penalty? Bruno penalty. Bruno, Bruno. Penalty, yeah, because oh, because Gabriel Jesus fouled uh, yeah. someone Martial in the box. Um, uh, after like a minute, it was so funny as well. I, it's all flooding back to me. So funny <laughs> as well because first of all, Martial was going nowhere, but Martial is one of these players where most games he just absolutely floats through, does nothing, and is generally quite useless. Mm. But if you give him something early on, all of a sudden he fills with confidence. And like I saw him after he won the penalty. Which wasn't even him winning it. It was just Gabriel Jesus kicking him. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden Martial is running around like bouncing off people and beating men and he suddenly thinks, it's like, what's wrong with you? It. Why can't you self-motivate? Yeah. You're supposed to be a top player. Why do you need something to go wrong? And then you realise, oh, I have these. Like, Yeah, no, I don't understand him because he has so much talent, but he's just not always on. Yeah, I don't don't love that uh, for Martial, but... Oli Gunnar Solskjaer has uh, the best record against Pep Guardiola, I think, apart from maybe Jurgen Klopp. Maybe even better than Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, it's one of it's, it's one of those two has the best record against Pep Guardiola. Um, Man City chose a weird day to be off their game. Um, and and maybe the De Bruyne time. has been so off his game. Yeah, I know he's just back from injury, but he's off. When he starts hitting the pace, maybe in the Champions League, who knows when it'll be, but. He, he does see, he, he does seem to play well in the Champions League, De Bruyne. I think he's one of those fellas that's secretly, not secretly, he obviously has talked about it, but I think he'd love to win the Champions League. I think he's just bored of winning mm. league titles at this stage. And he's like, I want to win the Champions League. 100%. Desperate for it. Desperate for it. Because I think he's going to absolutely come out and spank uh, Gladbach uh, and whoever they get in the next round. Um, yes. Yeah, so, anyway, then Manchester United, fresh from their from their victory on the pitch, uh, had another victory this week in the boardroom uh, when they appointed for the first time ever a director of football, which is one of the things people keep saying about Man United. You need to appoint a director of football. Don't let Ed Woodward be the director of football. He's a banker and something else as well that rhymes with banker. Uh, but uh, they've appointed a fellow called John Murto, uh, or John Murta, John Murto, I don't know, uh, as the football director. He has been running various parts of the club. I think he's, he was head development or something like that and um, bringing young players through he's been there since 2013 David Moyes brought him in and then they also appointed Darren Fletcher as the technical director um, and basically this seems to be Man United waking up to the fact that they might need to have some football people running the football part of the club makes um, sense but not quite committing to it because they are Fully. still, like Ollie, they're still company men, kind of. You know, they're still mm. people that Ed Woodward can basically tell what to do. Yeah. But if you're a United fan, it is positive because at least 
when they get replaced, it could be someone, you know, this is kind of like, just like, can you lads just do it and we'll see how it goes. And then if you, if it's good, we'll get somebody proper in, proper in the interim managers They're Yeah. They're basically like, we're going to be these guys and then we're going to see how it goes. Um, so it's quite exciting. Uh, and I think also they promoted the fellow has been doing the transfers for a while. He's now like actually the head of football negotiation. And in fairness, he's not a good negotiator because, uh, the Jaden Sancho hmm. thing hasn't gone well. They think they paid fifty million for Aaron Wan Bissaka, uh, eighty million for Harry Maguire. Maguire. Yeah, they're not, you know, they're not the world's best negotiators by by any uh, stretch. But still, nice to see some movement there in Manchester United. You know, some changes, positive, positive stuff. Um, and then, last but not least, uh, one more change up <laughs> <laughs> to talk about. Uh, yesterday, Tuesday, uh, Yogi Love announced that or Yogi Lowe I don't know announced that he will step down from his role as Germany manager after this summer's European Championships I don't hate when managers do that do you? yeah because it's like it, it's a cop out yeah kind of is isn't it? it's a cop out it's like oh if the tournament goes to shit well I'm leaving anyway and it's also like your players are less motivated because you're I was just going to say you're putting it all on the players you're saying right I'm going after this so if you want it, you can have it, but I'm leaving either way. Like, if I don't really give a fuck, yeah, don't like it. Don't pre-announce that shit. You know, if yeah. if if you're if you're planning to leave after 2022, you should bring in whoever you want for the World Cup, and they should have the Euros as their experience. You know, yes. Well, this happened. To, this happened to Ireland with Mick McCarthy and Stephen Kenny, but let's not get into that. It's way too niche in the footballing scheme of things. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, he said that he he said I take this step very consciously, full of pride and enormous gratitude. Of course, he won the twenty fourteen World Cup, um, and then uh, he made a few headlines at that World Cup. Made a few headlines at that World Cup. Yeah, um, has had an unbelievable uh, sense of style on the touchline. The, <laughs> the, the the what do you call them? The Is this his official tribute? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why I'm doing that. Anyway, they're talking about their potential uh, replacements. Uh, Klopp said he doesn't want it. Um, Raf Ragnick might get it. I don't think he wants it either. Um, and people are now talking about Hansi Flick uh, because he's won everything at Bayern. Hansi Flick was Yogi Love's, uh, one of his assistants throughout the years as well. So they're talking about Hansi Flick maybe going to the Germany setup and maybe Bayern hiring Julian Nagelsmann from Leipzig to come in. So that would be exciting from a Bayern point of view as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Any German fans, tell us what you think about uh, that news and who you think is going to replace him. Because we don't know. Because I don't read the news in German. Because I'm not German. Fair. Fair. And can't answer fairer than that, can you? No, you really can't. No. So that's all I had on the football side. I'm hoping people are still listening and weren't bored out of their minds because there was so much uh, palace intrigue. Yeah, you really, you really spoke. I don't really think I spoke much there. Well, there was a lot of news. Yeah, but like it was news. It was niche news. It wasn't niche it was, news. It was Jason news. No, it was. I was telling you who's the Germany manager, who runs Barcelona, right. and who runs Man United. Haaland has been on fire, my, la- my, my ladies and gentlemen. He scored twice in Der Klassiker that we don't like to talk about because it's always the same game. Um, Jason, let's get into Hobby HQ. Okay, Hobby HQ time. Because right now Haaland is the hobby. Make no mistake about it. Haaland sales are popping off. Tell us what people are buying, what people are selling, where prices are going, and what we can expect from here. Uh, foosball's getting high, high, high love more than it's ever really gotten before. Mm. It's back to its peak. 
I think it's it's surpassed past the peak, its peak. But yeah, it's past its peak. It, it has a new peak. Um, I think yeah, two goals against Sevilla, followed by two goals against Bayern, followed by another two goals against Sevilla. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. um, those are all big games. I had a lot of eyes on them, and people are like, "Who's this guy? He's 20. What? He's a robot? What?" Yeah, and then people are like. Where do you get the rookie and and foosball is getting all the love? Like the top Champions League sticker is not getting that, and really, which is foosball crazy because because undoubtedly the Champions League is this fella's tournament. Yeah, yeah, that's a weird one. That's underrated. That's that's a now, that's a now hot it's take not there. Jason because someone pointed out to us we're starting to move the market with some of our exploits. What did we talk about? Was it the Merlin? Merlin Somebody asked about the, the Merlin, Merlin stickers. I'm worried that people are going to ask us questions for Postcards United about cards that they have on sale and then we'll just say them like a pair of Egypts and we'll make other people money but who cares can I just say that I don't think anyone was maliciously coming at us until you said that and now you've given them ideas oh god right I actually don't I didn't think it was happening I was just worried that it might happen and I probably should have just told you off the air uh, <laughs> listen I, yeah. the, peop- the people listen to all of our production means that's true so, right, so Haaland's popping off. People are loving it. No one's buying the Champions League sticker for some reason. The foosball sticker is iconic. Um, it is iconic. God bless them. Once, I think a lot of people have the other ones. The, the Can other I say this? Is, yeah. Someone hit me up and said, I on eBay, I was like, I want to buy many Haaland stickers. Do you have Instagram? And I went, yeah. Sent them my Instagram. He hops on and he goes, hey, I'm from eBay. I want to buy many Haaland stickers. I was like, <laughs> this is fantastic. No I eBay like fees. Amazing. I said to him, listen, do you want the white border or the grey border? And he was like, what do you mean? Uh, then I had to explain yeah, to this man yeah, who yeah, clearly yeah. wants a lot of stickers that he didn't even know anything about this sticker. Yeah. Sent them both. And then we agreed on a price that he, he then he then only wanted one. We agreed on a price. And then he just never interacted with me again. What did he want, the grey or the white? The grey. Because he said, which is the original? I went, the grey. And then he just then he said, I, I don't want this actually. Yeah, I had one up for four forty-five, and then another one up for four twenty-five. Yeah, and he um he agreed on the four forty-five. I'd say like three sixty, and then he sent me a screenshot of the four twenty-five and goes, "Can this be three forty? And I was like, "That's not that's not." I, that so works. I think what we have here is a language barrier. Yeah, but he, he was from the US, but I don't think he was. Well, American. listen, I don't know. It was bizarre. What we have here is a failure to communicate. So, yeah, Haaland's going to the moon. I, I was going to say, I, I like all the uh, the Salzburg kit stuff. Um, and good to see that getting hype. We have to talk about uh, one of his Dortmund kit cards in a minute. But first, I, I think there's a lot of uh, cards of Top's Finest uh, with Haaland and the Salzburg kit that are at grading right now. It'll be interesting to see when a lot of those slabs come on the market, where they're going, is anybody selling and what prices they're buying at. Because I have a feeling that once all of those come onto the market, Foosball may dip a little bit in reaction as the money moves towards those cards. Fair. Um, so, yeah, that would be my advice. Of course, we sold some Foosball boxes uh, on the site, on SockCardsUnited.com. They were €135 Euro each. That was only a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, 500 a box now plus. My God. Because we don't know. care what it's going for on eBay. We care no, about we what after. we're doing. We stay in our Retail. Line. 3X. We, do. We, we know the vibes. We know the vibes. Um, Ernie Haaland set a record this week for the highest... But someone, can I say this? Someone start buying our, our Panini foot boxes on the site, probably anticipating somewhat of a similar, potential similar jump if any of those rookies pop off. Because the Haaland box was around 100, 150 for a very long time. Yeah. Haaland pops off they go straight to 500 people are now kind of going oh the Panini foot from 1920 had some good stars in it you know good young players Camavinga right, right, and right. a few more 
And I think that that's I think that's where that purchase came from because it came after those foosballs went to the moon. People are kind of thinking, oh, these sticker, and I also see like the 2006 World Cup boxes getting a bit of love as well. Oh, that was the golden auctions. That was mental. Yeah, I think the sticker boxes is becoming a, a more of a phenomenon because we used to always say, why did the boxes lag so far behind the individual stickers? Mm. And I think it was like people didn't know where they were getting these stickers, and now it's, yeah, it's all at the end of the day. Out. I think the boxes. The, again, the key thing about the stickers, so many of them are poorly centered or poor in poor condition. So then the PSA tens are often really, really small supply, and mm-hmm. then they are all, all they you know they those values demand such a high value, and then the boxes represent this kind of there could be a a perfectly centered sticker in there, and then yeah. they eventually go with them. Um, so golden auction. This is according to sports collectors daily.com which mm. i think i used on a previous episode as well they good good site uh they say fan interest in soccer items reached a new reached a new high during this recent two-day uh, golden auction with about one million dollars in sales for collectibles during the event the sale of a 2019 tops chrome bundesliga erling Haaland orange parallel graded psa 10 for a hundred and twenty four thousand dollars two hundred and thirty marked the most ever paid for a modern era soccer card modern era being defined as 2005 to present the new mark for a box soccer cards is when it's 2004 mega cracks box with a possible Lionel messi rookie card uh hammered in at eighty seven thousand dollars so Haaland has set a new record for a modern soccer card um i think it was an auto by the way wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah. but the interesting thing is enzo he was in a Borussia Dortmund kit. Discuss. Oof. Um, it was the Topps Chrome Bundesliga, was it? Yeah. So, yeah, first Topps Chrome appearance. Still his rookie season because it was 1920. Yeah. Premium product. Um, PSA 10. Number to 25. Yes. And um, an autograph. But that's yeah, still crazy. Still but crazy. also auctioned off at the right time as well. Like That definitely adds yeah, a premium. For sure. But yeah, it was only to 25. It makes you wonder what the one-of-ones are going for and the likes of it. Yeah. Wow. I thought it was pretty cool. There's Ernie Haaland putting his... I mean, he doesn't know it, uh, but he's putting his cards on, oh, no pun intended, uh, on the table there with that because, like, that's a kind of a big vote of confidence. If I just spent 120... I'll tell you what, if I spent $120,000 buying an Ernie Haaland uh, rookie, I'd spend another couple of thousand dollars paying for Facebook ads uh, promoting Erling Haaland as a concept. <laughs> I I think listen I think it was bound to happen I think this is the first time really the hobby like it took a while for Mbappe like Mbappe obviously had the World Cup but like I think Haaland has been kind of a silent you know superstar a for a while like, in, maybe in, yeah in the hobby a lot of people like there was there was you know point last summer where so many people were like trying to buy so many different rookies and, and there was so many names that were getting thrown around all the time yeah and it was like Haaland was head and shoulders above everyone. Like, well, I suppose last summer. Numbers. Oh my God, I, I just realised what year it is. Yeah. Last summer. Oh God, yeah. Okay, sorry, I, I didn't, I forgot what year it was. Um, that's right. Yeah, you could have, last summer you could have. Cleaned up. Cleaned up. As some did. As some did. Um, As some did. Yeah. I have a few foosballs in my collection ready ready to be And some didn't off. get told that this whole thing was going on until after all <laughs> that was over. So really cool. Really cool. Uh, oh. <laughs> we could be sitting on a beach somewhere, Enzo, in many years, having made our soccer card millions, uh, having uh, lovely um, uh, mojitos served to us, um, being fanned by uh, 
what do you call them? Grape leaves. No, they're too small to fan somebody with. Palm leaves. I don't know. I don't know about leaves. But anyway. You're very tall. You need big leaves. I would need a huge leaf to fan me. Um, to cool me down. Anyway, I'd still resent you for that. But that's okay. Uh, I want to talk um, about women. Jesus. Soccer cards. I see what I did there. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, because today there was a Futera unique live drop. Okay. And for the first time ever, Futera released a women's soccer card. Now, is it the first ever Futera women's soccer card? Or the first? Yes. They have a little press release that they put out for it. They're very proud of themselves. Oh, delighted. As if no one had done that before. As if no one had ever thought of it. No Because they're always talking about the things they've done first. Yeah. Might I say? Now, listen, I didn't even see it. Tell me more. So this is a press release from Futera. Uh, Futera is pleased to announce the release of our first card dedicated to women's football. As oh, this is for international women. As the world celebrated International Women's Day and the highlighted the impact of women across all walks of life this week, we're pleased to announce our first card featuring female a female football superstar. Vivian Miadima is a Dutch international who plays for a forward as Arsenal. She's an incredible talent with an exceptional eye for goal. First of all, I want to say they've kind of undersold uh, Viv Miadima there a little bit. Oof. Um, she is not just a incredible talent with an exceptional eye for goal. She is the all-time leading scorer in the uh, English Women's Super League and has scored more goals at international level for Holland than any other player in men's or women's football. Okay, so undersold a little bit there. Undersold you can only a put bit. so much on the card, but... I know, okay. yeah, but she was, she's was she been shortlisted for the uh, Ballon d'Or Feminin and named the top 10 of the Guardian's 100 Best Female Footballers in 2017-2018. That's from a Wikipedia article. Um, you may remember her from the 2019 World Cup final anyway Futera go on to say we've always been committed to the women's game here at Futera an example of this is the largest uh, girls women's stadium uh, f- football stadium tournament in South Asia, Southeast Asia hosted by Futera open to teams around the world and then Gwyneth Glasgodean CEO of Futera said as ambassadors for the sport of women's football we're excited about the future of the women's game to celebrate the great things that are happening in this space, we're pleased to launch the first of a number of rare 24 karat gold framed mythicals uh, featuring female uh, footballers and sort of top clubs who are making a real contribution to the women's game for both club and country. Here's the really interesting part. First of all, great to see women's uh, soccer cards coming out from Futera. Yeah. I think they're, they're that's a real sleeping giant there, the whole women's yeah um game both in terms of actual sport and in terms of the hobby but uh i also think based on them getting into uh women's football in a big way i think futera might be telling us that they're going to bring some more clubs on board oh because if i'm launching a collection of women's soccer cards and i want the best of the best i'm going to obviously man city are very good they have them already Chelsea, Wolfsburg, Bayern, Barcelona, Lyon, of course, being the, the best in the business. Oh, they have Lyon, don't they? Oh, they don't. No, they have Marseille. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They already have PSG, who are very good as well. Um, Atletico Madrid uh, as well are excellent football team. Real Madrid just started their football team for women a couple of seasons ago. Uh, slow on the update there. Uh, but I think it's very exciting. Great to see Fatera getting involved. Um, and I also want to hear about people. Have you bought many women's soccer cards surely some of our American listeners have because women's the women's national team is so good in America yeah definitely um, 
I mean, what's... I don't even know what... Do you know what a women's soccer card goes for? The best of the best of them? Best of the best is expensive. I think um, there's some immaculates, I think, I believe. Like, there's some high, high-end Alex Morgan on-card autos and the likes of it, uh, Carly Lloyd and Megan Rapino. you know, all, all these players. Yeah, I'm looking um, here. Let me see. I couldn't tell you what the most expensive women's soccer card ever is, though. Me neither. a flaw on my part. But it must but there be... There you go. No, it's not a flaw. <laughs> it's a flaw, Jason. I should not. <laughs> I like that. You're making yeah. me. It's, it was International Women's Day not too long ago. I know, and I'm here. I am making a mockery of you. Mm. Um, I'm like gonna that. have a look here and see what they go for. I'm, I'm filtered by highest price. Okay, yeah, we're talking about let's say Alex Morgan for example. Uh, 2018-19 Panini Immaculate Patch Auto of her, twelve hundred euro. Okay. Um, rookie card, about a thousand euro. Yeah, but you need you need to see like the PWCC auctions back. I in the, know. Like the I need to get the, the high end stuff. eBay for some reason is very difficult to actually get the real the real scoop. Yes, but um, I, I'm seeing big that prices here hear. for for a lot of the, a lot of the players. So that's that's really cool. So maybe, and it's sold out in like a few seconds. This uh, crazy thing. So really good. What else is there? How how far are we into the show? Um, okay, forty. Five forty-six minutes, something like that. Um, do there's you have? On the docket. There's nothing on the docket. There's one thing. On, there's one thing left on the docket. Tell me. So on latest postcards United, people asked us have been paying attention to NBA Top Shot. Uh, we've been talking about it so rare recently. Digital collectibles, big boom. And then I was watching a video today um, on the Tifo Football Channel, which I heartily endorse i think uh vince from soccer cards rock had alex stewart from tifo on his podcast which is pretty cool um and uh didn't catch it but pretty cool and uh anyway in the intro to this tifo video they start talking about tops kick tops kick being the sponsor of the video and apparently this tops is offering in the digital collectible space i think tops are doing digital collectibles they have so many licenses so many good designs this is exciting uh, let me get over there check it out I downloaded okay, the app Enzo mm-hmm. expecting something that was reflective of what was happening in the hobby space something which involved money something which involved you know a bit of trading a bit of and uh, bit of collecting bit of collecting and I don't under, really understand what's happening when I open it <laughs> I got a lot of free coins and I got a lot of packs to open I loved opening the packs just open the pack there, Enzo, you can see. Oh, yeah. David Alaba. Uh, Nicholas Tagliafico. <laughs> um, the good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, somebody from Dynamo. Uh, what team is that? I don't know. Um, Alessand Player. Francesco Acerbi. Right, so cool pack. Wait, wait, get to it, yeah. So, oh, but, Enzo, I don't understand what the game is. There's, like, it's basically all it's like about... It's attacks. You're not meant to know. What you do is you collect the packs, the cards, okay. to try and fill up your sets, and then you can trade what you need with other. You know, it's like kind of like a like a panini sticker. It's thing the hobby or, or a match. No, it's not quite the hobby. No, it isn't because okay. there doesn't seem to be any way to buy the stuff. Do you know? Oh, store. Hang on, maybe there is. It's the hobby without the shirts. Yeah, it seems like it's not a big. And you're telling me it's the hobby without the sharks, and you're telling me, Jason, that it's not. It's not really, you know, the sharks are almost necessary in 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 the waters to make the waters. Is that what you're saying? There's no real incentive here. I'm just, I've just got some free coins, and I'm just clicking through. 
And it seems like this isn't directed at me. That's what I'm learning. This is more like oh. maybe a starter thing. Maybe you get into this, you're clicking away. Maybe it's for a younger audience. Maybe it's for an audience that don't want to get in financially deep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, basically what I don't like about this compared to something like So Rare, which I've also been dipping my toe into, is I have the complaint of So Rare, it's too expensive to get into. Mm. I have the complaint about Top's Kick. There's no incentive for me to get into this. No, there's no NFTs in Top's Kick, I'll tell you that. No, it's all controlled by Top's. It's not. It's on a centralized platform. I don't know who. While I'm competing, am I competing? Um, it wasn't clear. So, Tops Kick. Have you used it? What's the deal with it? Is there any way to monetize it? Um, I'll say this about so rare. I forgot to register my team for this game week, and I didn't realize that I couldn't do it if I missed it. Like, the, obviously, if you missed the deadline, but like none of my teams had played, so I was like, why can't I? But I'm not allowed. For what game week was it? March 9th to twelfth. Oh. And yet, and you had Real Madrid players, were, so they're playing next week. Real Madrid, yeah, but, but I don't know. Listen, I don't even know. I had a lot of players. I wasn't allowed to register. I flipped my first so rare card. <laughs> yeah, Angel Correa. Ooh, um, I have him as a common. Yeah, bought him at one hundred and eighty. Flipped him at three fifty. And how are you getting that money back out? Uh, I use um, I have a, actually it took me a while I've downloaded a f- good few apps trying to figure out how to manage it I use crypto.com for my wallet no I use crypto.com for buying and selling the crypto Okay. then I transfer the money from the crypto.com wallet to trust wallet and that costs money and then in trust wallet I use wallet connect to connect the SoRare wallet and then I transfer between there Oh god, yeah. I'm having. I literally would have a sick portfolio right now if they just let me deposit. Are you using Ramp? I the very first time I did it, I put ten euro in just to do a bid thing to get my achievement. Yeah. That I used Ramp, but if you use Ramp once like that, because that's a very seamless, easy thing to do. Yeah. If it's your second time using Ramp, you have to do a load of bullshit, and it won't let me do it. Okay, I can walk you through the crypto aspect of it if you want. Not now, but off the air. <laughs> Not now. May, listen, maybe next week when I have time. And prices are three times what they are now. Really good. Really good stuff. Okay, uh, that's pretty much everything uh, for this episode, episode 32 of Soccer Cards United. I'm sure we missed out on loads of stuff. I'm sorry I talked so much, Enzo. No, no, it's okay. I Honestly, I'm a bit dead from the week and a half that I've had. Right. Um, I'm hoping to eventually. Sure, it's 20 past seven. People can't, can't, see, the, can't see the Zoom, but Enzo looks exhausted. You know, Jason actually held, this is honestly, this is the third, is this 33? No, 32? 32. I was going to say, this is the third episode where Enzo hasn't been present. <laughs> Not always in body, but also in spirit. Yeah, there you go. But uh, yeah, I have a lot of DMs to get to. I've got a lot of lifts last week, which actually impacted negatively on my ability to answer DMs, because I'm not doing lifts it in the car on the drive. American listeners being a ride from, to or from work. Yeah, so because of that, I haven't been on the bus. And when I'm not on the bus, I'm not really in my phone as much, which is normally when I clean up the clutter. Yeah. The commute. D- yeah. Sure, look. The unsung heroics of the commute. All right, that's it. We'll see you on, um, what day is it coming out? Thursday? No, Monday. God, I always got that wrong. We'll see you on Thursday. Monday. For post- it's Wednesday. No, but we'll see them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mo- when they're hearing this. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see I them follow. on Monday for Postcards United. We keep changing. Is it Monday? Is it Tuesday? I think it's going to be Monday again this week. It, well, it was Monday this week as well. It just wasn't Monday morning. It was Monday afternoon slash evening. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You, you work fast. I get you. We'll see you sometime in the future for something else. 
Good night.